Hey, ChipChat listeners, we've got some exciting news for you. Based on demand, we are announcing a new segment on ChipChat and conversations in the cloud we're calling the ChipChat Challenge. Throughout the year, we'll be creating contests for you, our listeners. These will be challenges that draw upon your knowledge and creativity. And here's your first challenge. Cloud computing is a prevalent buzzword in the industry, but there is still ambiguity in the definition of cloud computing, and I hear this every day. So we want you, our listeners, to give your definition of cloud computing. Propose a succinct way to define this architectural shift in data centers. And if we pick your entry as a winner, you will win a cool prize. To submit your definitions, go to intel.com forward slash server. There, you will see instructions on how to submit your entry. So get busy. Thanks for playing the Chip Chat Challenge. You're listening to Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast where IT leaders exchange insights about issues around cloud architectures for the data center. And now your host, Alison Klein. Welcome to Conversations in the Cloud. My name is Alison Klein, and today I'm joined by Intel Cloud Builder Program Manager, Reka Ragu. Welcome to the program, Reka. Thank you, Alison, for having me. Why don't you tell us about Cloud Builders? Sure. Um, what we are doing is working with leading OEMs and ISVs as part of Cloud Builders to build a reference architectures, which are detailed guides to talk about step-by-step guidelines on how to actually go and build a cloud. And we also talk about some of the other challenges that these vendors are facing in the industry. Cloud Builder also offers practical, real-life recipes um, or guides to help solve these issues, things like security in the cloud, or it could be power management in the cloud, what type of storage capabilities one should look at. So it's really to help the end users with their frustration of where do they start. We talk a lot about reference architectures. Just break down what is a reference architecture, who uses it, and how is it used? So a reference architecture is really a detailed step-by-step guide that has scripts, sometimes it has commands, all the details that are required for an end user, um, guys like a service provider, like an um, IT manager who's trying to go deploy a cloud in their environment, in in their data center. Um, Other things that you would also see is screenshots. This is a joint deliverable documentation that we developed with our partners like the ISVs or the OEMs. It has BIOS settings it will have um, for that specific uh, reference architecture. It will also have some pointers to installation um, gotchas if there, if there are any with the software stack. And also has hardware blueprint, the detailed hardware description, what type of servers that you should be looking at, what, what type of um, network configuration that would be required to set up the stack. Um, is it 10 gig or 1 gig? And what about storage? Do we look at iSCSI or uh, SAN or FCOE? What are some of the problems an end user would really uh, face in trying to uh, set up a cloud? And also, in some scenarios, also to enhance or optimize the cloud. In addition, in the reference architecture, we also cover next steps or future considerations when actually looking to deploy this in a real-life, a larger-scale environment. So the primary thing I want to stress as part of the reference architecture, the thing that we do is really a hands-on, detailed testing that actually goes through when we do this in our lab with the partner. You know, it reminds me of a cookbook where they test all of the different recipes for a particular thing. Think brownies or something like that. And they come up with the best recipe. So you're basically saying, you know, not only here, go source these ingredients. Now, here's how you exactly put them together. Here's how you should use your oven or whatever devices you are are using to put it all together. And not only that is here's how it's going to taste. 
I mean, if you wanted to look at it that way, you're going into that much detail from from soup to nuts on how you actually build this cloud. Bingo, you got it. So what person in a typical IT organization would benefit from this reference architecture? Typically, I would say system administrators um, or engineers that are building the cloud and also IT decision makers. Uh, What we typically have in the reference architecture is also an exact summary, about one to two pages, In that section, our goal is to really, as your IT manager, job is to convince your management, like CIOs and whoever else it may be, why should you actually consider the solution or why should you go to move to cloud? Some of the pain points um, that these end users have faced is something we've covered as part of the exact summary for each reference architecture. We would provide them a summary of what exactly are we covering in this reference architecture. That way they don't have to go into the details. And then if it's the system administrators or IT engineers, then they can go look at the specific details. They're probably more interested in the setup part of it or installation part of it. And then the third part is the guys who build the cloud itself um, um, in a service provider environment who actually set up the cloud environment. For them, they would be more interested in the actual recipe part of it. To go back to the test labs analogy, are, are we testing these reference architectures before we publish them? Absolutely. Uh, we will not publish a reference architecture without it has been proven. So the goal of the cloud builders, it is not a marketing deliverable. It is actually a technical deliverable. It is meant to complement vendors' uh, installation guides. And primary goal here is to uh, show to the world that we actually have a proven reference architecture solution. We conceive jointly with the partners what kind of test cases we want to highlight, and we jointly develop this architecture in our lab and run this in our lab and then document the practices. How many uh, partners are in Cloud Builders today? As part of the Cloud Builders, we have over 24 reference architectures, and it includes a combination of uh, global OEMs like Dells and HPs and regional OEMs, uh, for example, like PowerLeader and Huawei and many others. If you've got an IT manager that's listening, should they expect that you're done with Cloud Builders or are more reference architectures coming? There are definitely more reference architectures coming. Um, we have a lot more in the pipeline. We are looking at a lot of different industry pain points and usage models. We're also looking at way to expand the program where we're also looking to add adoption where how can you really put this reference architectures to use? So if you're an end user, for instance, or an IT manager who works for a service provider or an end user who's trying to deploy or build a cloud, here's an opportunity for you to come and try out one of our reference architectures. So if somebody wants to find out more information about a particular reference architecture, where should they go? The, the starting point would be intel.com slash cloudbuilders. Go to the cloudbuilder main page, and in there you have a lot of different content that talks about what is the program and what are the details. And in there we also have the reference architecture library where you can go and download all the reference architectures that we published to the state. And if somebody's interested in standing one of these up, can they contact you in the Cloud Builders discussion area? Exactly. So I will be blogging pretty actively in the Cloud Builders discussion area and feel free to comment on any of the blogs or ask for any input. Fantastic. Well, Reka, thank you very much for being on the program today. Um, We expect to hear a lot of you over the next coming months about what's going on with Cloud Builders. Thank you for having me.